I was so stuck in self-pity that I had become a victim to my own life. And in being a victim, I was never, ever going to succeed because then in, in that victim mindset or mentality, are so many things we could talk about for days. But essentially, the, I'm guessing the key message was there was nothing you could do about it. In the victim mentality, yeah, your yeah. belief was there was nothing you could change. Totally, because that's Hence being the victim. Because all you do is live in blame. Come on and tell me something. Just get it off your chest. Hi, everyone. It's us back with you after a fairly lengthy break. Um, it's been <laughs> quite a ride in the time since we last recorded an episode and fairly safe to say, Pete, that we're almost two different people from the last time we sat down to record an episode. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, very safe to say that, Jode. We've grown a lot. We've reflected a lot. We've talked a lot and we're becoming more of who we want to be when we when it comes to doing this podcast yeah, and which, in life, I think. Yeah, in general, I absolutely agree with you. And we'd recorded episode three quite some time ago, six weeks ago, maybe longer. Yeah. I think I feel like a lot has happened since then, not least of all us going into our second lockdown. Uh, and quite possibly this episode 3.2 would have been recorded um, a lot sooner. But I personally had a bit of a, um, I don't know uh, what I would call it, but, you know, with the stress and the changes that happened again, I just lacked a lot of energy, I think, and couldn't bring myself to do the preparation or be ready to record until now. So, but in hindsight, as with, you know, many situations, I, I think that everything happens for a reason and we find ourselves here right at the right time, having the right conversation perhaps. Yeah, I agree. I think we've made choices. We've made really smart choices, uh, choices to be more honest and open with each other, choices to listen to each other more. And from those choices have come decisions to steer you know, what we're doing in a certain direction as well as prioritise it. I think we we were underestimating what we were doing when we realised how much was required of us to do the podcast. We had to reprioritise and reassess and we've done that. And in doing that, we've grown a lot and learnt a lot which brings us, like you say, to this point in time. The thing that I've loved the most is that uh, realisation to tap back into our own individual strengths and to use yes. our strengths in terms of producing the episodes, the podcast, and it's actually changed everything completely, really. Uh, so let's see how we go. It's also obviously that whole process of choosing to discard an episode that probably took us a couple of hours uh, to record. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a mean feat really. Um, and then to choose to just ditch it. Um, it probably led to the decision to make today's topic uh, revolve around success. Absolutely, and, it did, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder... I'm going to let you get the ball rolling with this one. Um, and I thought it would be just great to start off hearing, I guess, your thoughts and perceptions about that topic. Success is such a rich topic. I've grown to love it. I certainly didn't understand it or really know what it was for most of my youth. From about my 20s onwards, um, I really started to recognise success as something that was um, of benefit to be aware of and to to work with so I've spent a lot of time in the last years of my life second half quite, of your life yeah quite consciously 
learning what it is, learning what it means and understanding how it works and how I need to work in order to create the life that I want to lead, which can be seen as a successful life. So I've become really passionate about it. And for me, the way I describe it would be that you need to be aware of there being a need for something more in your life that you want or aware of something in your life that's no longer serving you and then being willing to acknowledge that, take responsibility for that and look at what is it that you need to do in order to make that happen and then you go on that journey and like we've spoken a, a, a lot about is that journey then involves both success and failure and they they go hand in hand in a sense. I talk a lot about and we've spoken a lot about um, polarities in life like fame and shame, um, good and bad things like that, I've learned how to work with understanding polarities in life and that you need to be able and willing to embrace both of these things, success and failure, for example, in order to give birth to something greater than that, in order to create what it is that you want more of. There's just so much involved, so much in that process. They're not one individual simple descriptions, success and failure. They all have their own complexities in either end of the scale. or um, And in knowing both of them really well, you can allow what I consider and what I've learned to be the space for grace. So talking about that then you you need a, a methodology you need a, a teacher a, a mentor a way of learning how to then understand both of these things a psychologist you know somebody who can help you and guide you through making your life the way that you want your life to be I think that we both have complementary understandings of it but I know that you have other um, perspectives of it too and other knowledge of it as well. So where do you sit? I'm very interested. No, you don't get off the hook that lightly. (laughs) (laughs) So let's rewind. You said around 25 was when Mm. it started to become a, a conscious thing for you. So I'm very interested in a few things. First of all, I want to know, Okay, I want to know (laughs) on August (laughs) eight. No, Um, no, I'm I'm interested in what was happening. I guess around that time of your life, did something significant trigger off that exploration of success, specifically, or was it some sort of maturing? Because I'm thinking maybe a similar age, I might have started. Uh, thinking along similar lines so I want to know that but then I also want to um, highlight an idea and I want to know your thoughts on it about how society values success Mm. and I've been reading about mindsets and I've been reading about grit and um, the books I've been reading have both sort of highlighted that well, and actually they quote Nietzsche, 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 Nietzsche. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. <laughs> um, you know, it's sort of saying that society values the instant genius. We want to know that talented, successful people don't have to put in any effort, that they magically come out of the ground so that we therefore don't have to compare ourselves to them and come up short in short. (laughs) And it's really funny because I said to you before we started recording, and I I didn't say this part, but, you know, I picked up The Alchemist this afternoon and I knocked it over in four hours 
I've had that book for 20 years and have never read it, but today I wanted to read it. And so on the second page where Paolo is giving us his introduction, he talks about how there can there are four barriers um, to us chasing our dreams. And this is what you were just talking about. You've got to have the passion. You've got to have the thing that you're aiming for. And there'll be four things that stand in our way. And the last one that he talks about is the fear of failure. So he talks about, you know, the fact that defeat is bound to happen. It's a part of life and we can prepare as much as we like. We'll never avoid defeat or failure or mistakes or whatever you want to call them. Um, But he says, necessary or not, they happen. When we first begin fighting for our dream, we have no experience and we make many mistakes. The secret of life, though, is to fall seven times and to get up eight. And you and I have been tossing that around a bit. So I want to know all your thoughts on all of that. Go. All right. This conversation is already so fantastic. I'm absolutely loving it already. It's such a rich topic and it, it just infiltrates our life so much. Going back to what you asked at at the beginning about what happened around that time for me to start to recognize and take notice of success was when I found Reiki actually I'd had a life of a little bit of trauma and I'd had dad with his belief that there's no prize for second sort of um, filtering through my childhood and my growth and formulating beliefs around that um, that You know, the only way you're good enough is if you're winning. The only way you're good enough is if you're the best. Can I ask Um, a question? Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Did Dad, I I have been wondering this then. Yeah. Yeah. Did Dad think that being number one had to just come naturally and instantly or did he also believe in hard work and challenging yourself and putting the effort in? He believed in hard work and he would always put everybody else above himself because he believed that he was second best. Oh, so in a way was um, overcompensating with you guys so as never to feel the way he was feeling, do you think? I think so, yeah, I think so. It's like like he obviously failed a lot in his eyes. Something's happened in his life for him to think that he's not good enough, what probably came from his parents and his upbringing. But I think he then wanted us to be the best and for him being the best meant winning having the most of what you could have you know that sort of thing was where he saw achievement and success in life so who can blame him when society rams that down our throat those extrinsic rewards Oh, totally. That's exactly what we're we're led to believe. We're also led to believe that success is easy. Or it should be. Yeah. And one of the things that I've learned about success is that I think everybody wants it. Everybody wants success. Everybody wants to be successful, but not everybody wants to do what's required to succeed. They think that a quick fix or uh, an image of success makes them successful. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, in part that was my thinking about that sort of age bracket where we both started to shift, I guess, how we defined success for ourselves and what success meant for us. And, yeah, I, I just find that interesting. I In reflecting for today's uh, episode, I was actually trying to recall times where I've actually spent time in a space where I have felt successful and they're very few and far between. And in my early life, everything came easy to me. Mm. Um, school came easy to me up until about year 11. Um, friends came easy. Um, sport came easy, everything came easy. And I took it for granted that it always would. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And even romantic relationships up until my marriage came easily. I always took for granted that, um, that life would just go that way for me. And I suppose 
damn it, having those experiences of everything coming so easily probably made me buy into society's impression that, you know, success should be instant. But did that make me value success? No way, Jose. This is going to sound really egotistical, but in a similar way for things coming easy to you, what came easy to me was talent. And if my sisters are listening, they're probably going to spit their coffee out of their cup. But We um, want all your comments about the real stories. <laughs> you have your own innate talents and, you know, I, I could do stuff. Things came easily to me as well. Because of my experiences, I had low self-worth, low self-esteem, low self-respect. But at the time, I had no idea. And all it did was feed into my insecurity because I knew I had these abilities and yet wasn't the best. So then I would just try to beat everyone. I just had to, you know, it was like um, elbowing everybody out of the way to get there first to be the winner. And all I was doing was self-imploding and losing relationships. That pattern and that habit of living that way becomes so ingrained and it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. So when I found Reiki, in my early 20s, one of the first things that I heard them say was, you are responsible for your actions and your responses to any event in your life. I was like, what the hell? You know, and it really threw me, but I was like, okay. And then um, I started to learn about what it means to take responsibility and what it means to always think of yourself as a victim and I recognised, and this is the awareness that you need to be successful, is that I was so stuck in self-pity that I had become a victim to my own life. And in being a victim, I was never ever going to succeed because then in in that victim mindset or mentality are so many things we could talk about for days but essentially the I'm guessing the key message was there was nothing you could do about it in the victim mentality yeah your belief was there was nothing you could change totally because that's being the victim because all you do is live in blank you, you blame everybody else, you complain about anything that you think could be better and you haven't got it and you make excuses for everything that you do. So how can you possibly think that life is ever going to get any better until you say you realise that you must actually take you 100% responsibility? Yeah, and that you can change those things. This fits perfectly with the mindset stuff I've been reading, the fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Carol Dweck um, is the pioneer behind this terminology, I suppose, but it's exactly what you're talking about. So somebody with the fixed mindset pretty much believes that all of their characteristics, their intelligence, their talents um, are carved in stone and when somebody believes that what they have is all they'll ever have it creates this urgency then for that person to be proving to themselves and to the world that what they have is ample Um, and then that becomes all consuming I think then failure gets turned um on its head and I think this was written in the New York Times at one point where society has taken failure and changed it from you know I have failed and for people with fixed mindset it becomes I am a failure Um, so that's exactly what you're talking about in your earlier life because you believed and I guess with your dad's message compounding all of that. When you said about your self-worth and your self-esteem, never feeling good enough, feeling hopeless and helpless because of that fixed mindset and belief that you couldn't change any of this. And what an awful cycle to be in. 
we all can relate to that because we all have mixed mindsets and we go back and forth and we learn as we grow and then we realize what you're just saying now is that we can you know in that growth mindset space realize that we can change anything um yeah wow it's cool that's great I think that's a really good thing to point out talk to us more about um the growth mindset because you you, like I loved how you went you know through fixed carved in stone that sort of stuff what are some pointers about a, a growth mindset so when we're I guess uh acting or behaving from a growth mindset perspective, we believe that um, we, with hard work, with rising to the challenge, with effort, um, with skill development, we can always improve our situation. Um, And including those characteristics like our intelligence and uh, like our sporting ability and, um, you know, there's all this research out there that shows that the most uh, successful people are not the naturally gifted, talented people. To find out more about Jodie and her wonderful book, A Hole in My Jeans, visit drjodiefleming.com.au. Because those people believe that if you have to put in effort, then you are not good enough. And so they'll only ever sort of, um, I guess, guess, attempt things that are in their safe realm that they know that they'll succeed at. Because remember, they're busy, they're all consumed with proving their worth through those sort of, um, I guess, extrinsic kinds of symbols of success. They're never going to challenge themselves to grow, whereas the person who's really passionate or who really values or who sets these goals that are so meaningful to them and they chase those down, they read every book, they go to their classes, they they never miss a, you know, um, I keep thinking of exercise class, but whatever it might be, a music class, whatever it might be, um, They work hard at learning how to do maths problems because that's what's important to them. You know, they're the ones that actually end up achieving or performing better. People with a growth mindset don't shy away from adversity. They don't shy away from obstacles. In fact, they move towards them and they go, give it to me. I want to problem solve this. I can do it. I know I can. Um, And as a result, and just like the name of our podcast, this is exactly what we're talking about. You know, we take the adversity that life throws at us, we dissect it, we problem solve it, we discover what's happening in there, we work out solutions, and then we evolve and grow, Um, whether that's in our capacity to do something or whether that's another way of achieving or living, you know, a a valuable life. it's exactly what we're talking about. So, yeah, right. does that yeah. clarify? Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. It's been such a great um, great thing to learn from you. I've heard it tossed around a lot and having learnt similar stuff or having learnt ways of changing and transforming um, just with a different language and a different probably perspective, like coming very much from a a soulful, spiritual perspective and then hearing stuff about mindset over the year or the last little, you know, maybe five years, five or ten years, I've sort of pushed it aside because I've I've thought it's been more about a mental process and not a, you know. It sounds like one, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, is this just, you know, surface stuff? The more that we're realizing how we are doing and understanding and learning and talking about the same things just with a different language. And it's been so lovely to be able to recognize that and then allow now, I feel like, a richer conversation. Yeah. And it's so funny, isn't it? Because we even, we now have planning meetings for our 
episode recordings and we had our planning meeting yesterday and, you know, we even got to the point where, you know, you sounded disappointed actually. You were like, but we're saying the same thing. And I'm like, yeah. And you were like, oh, so what's the point of us having the conversation? (laughs) That's right. I did. I was like, well, is there a point to having this podcast? Because if we're just going to sit here and agree with each other, like, what are we doing? Do we need to have, you know, a bit of grit? Do we need to have some a bit of roughness in there? And I, I think there always will be because yeah. that that's natural for us. We, you know, because we are two different people, because we have these different, different backgrounds, backgrounds coming and into different it. vocabularies completely. You know, completely. you were talking about grace yesterday, and I'm like, oh for God's sake, just what is it? What is it? What are you <laughs> and I said to you yesterday and I just actually loved that we got to that place that this just shows how much you know there's so much focus in the world on people's differences this Mm. is another way of shining a spotlight on our similarities even though we look like we're apples and oranges are you an apple or an orange I know I don't know the answer to that question I'd definitely be be? an orange because I'm allergic to apples Um, I was going to say orange as well because I'm eating stacks of them lately. Well, maybe, see, maybe we can both be oranges. You can be, oh, I want to be a Valencia because I used to live in Spain. You can be oh. a navel because you're a navel gazer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'll happily be a navel orange. Oh, so funny. So cool. But, but I yeah. mean, well, I, I was just sort of going to um, round out that point by saying, you know, with the the growth and the the fixed mindset, like it made sense to me then when I was looking back over my life and, you know, what I guess people might look at different points in my life and go, well, yeah, she succeeded there, she succeeded there, she succeeded there. Hey, bearing in mind there's been lots of failure and falling over along the way, but I've never, ever felt like I've grown from anything that came easy. and. The times when I have allowed myself to feel like I've succeeded or felt successful have been the times when I have faced the really hard turning point moments in my life where there's had to be a lot of grit, a lot of showing up even when I just couldn't, felt like I couldn't, where there's Mm -hmm. been hardship, where there's been challenge. And it's only been at the end of those processes where I've allowed myself to go, you did it. Anything that's ever come easy, because we were having the conversation yesterday and I don't know how you still feel about this, but um, about whether actually um, we can grow from succeeding. And I sort of said to you, I feel like, yeah, it might be nice along the way. You get little wins. They keep you motivated. They keep you going. But I couldn't, I still probably can't for myself see where I've grown from succeeding when it's been easy. Oh, in that context, it's different. When you put when it's been easy behind it, it's a different a different way of looking at it. I think yesterday my understanding was, what you were saying was that success doesn't equal growth. But now when you put, when it's easy, then it's slightly different. No, we were actually saying yesterday, we were talking about having failure and success as being opposite ends of a spectrum. Mm. And, and I was saying, I don't see failure as a negative. I see that actually, you know, falling down seven, getting up eight as being success. And we agreed on that, but we were using different language. But then you said that you felt as though there still needed to be times where success just flowed. And I guess it's that pushing up river thing for you. They're inseparable because we're human, because we're living in a duality. Everything has a right and a left side to it, like black and white, light and dark, success, failure, the yin, the yang, like they they fit together. And so it's what you do with them that that makes the difference. It's like you say, when you fall down, do you stay down? And how long do you stay down for? And when you succeed, how do you sustain it, I think is where, where I'm coming from. Like 
there's growth in both. They will always have an aspect of both in each other. And when you look at success and growing from success, to me, the growth in success comes from the sustaining of success. What is sustaining success? Because now I'm thinking about impermanence. Sustaining success requires self-love, self-worth, self-respect. I guess it's more of more of who you are becoming. For me, why I kept sabotaging my success was because A, I wasn't willing to receive it. So I got nominated a netball captain and I went, you know what? I don't want to be a netball captain. And I never went back to netball. So what I did. Then you could never fail. Exactly. I could never fail. And then I wouldn't have to sustain it. I wouldn't have to do the work. Mm. I wouldn't actually have to commit to something. I couldn't be flawless in the sustaining. Oh my God. Flawlessness goes hand in hand with a fixed mindset. Wow. So that example of being the netball captain, but not accepting it so that you would never have to fail at being the netball captain fits so perfectly with the fixed mindset that we've been talking about. But quite clearly the Peter Jolly sitting in front of me on Zoom (laughs) is a person that, you know, um, exemplifies living with a growth mindset. So what I'd love to hear now is how do you live your life in a way that feels successful to you? For all things yoga and photography, you can find Peter Jolly at Great Ocean Healing Centre on Facebook, on Instagram, or you can email her at greatoceanhealingcentre at gmail.com. It's with awareness. Awareness is a key factor. Having the ability to recognise your emotional state and then knowing if I'm not where I want to be at this point in time, if things aren't working, I've got to figure out what I need to do to change it. Well, that's pretty much how I work on a daily basis to get where I need to be. Every day is a brand new day and it's not Groundhog Day. It's actually whatever it is that you want to make it. It's taking responsibility for yourself physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually and having the tools and sharpening those tools daily, working with those tools daily in order to show up every day for whoever it is that I'm working with. And that could just be myself. It could be obviously my daughter, my wife, my dog, my cats, my fish, you know, you. It's like it's then I've moved very much from living most the first half of my life thinking that I need to be first, I need to be the best, I need to do whatever it is that I can do in order to make my life look as if it's successful when I'm a duck on the water with my legs paddling underneath like, holy shit, how am I going to, you know, keep this up? And that's really enriching and it just allows the space for grace. It allows an unfolding of my day to actually really work with why I'm here what am I here for? Why did I come? Who am I serving right now? Sounds sort pretty of... successful to me. And it sounds so, I I'm not even going to label it, gross. What no. about you? <laughs> Spoken so much about me. What about you? You were no, talking we... earlier. Oh, my God. About... I've totally been talking over you the whole time. No, you haven't. There was, you, you said around the same age for you something changed. What was it? Well, I suppose things started to get harder the later part of high school and I I started to realise that, you know, academically I had to 
pull my finger out. (laughs) Things weren't just going to be handed to me. It took a little bit longer to probably shake uh, the habit of um, feeling as though, you know, uh, I was defined as a smart person. And so then, and I, look, I was never the smartest person in the class and that was good because that took some pressure off. But, um, you know, I obviously went on into uni a few times and obviously ended up graduating. But, you know, that took a lot of effort and then, uh, but still came relatively easy. And I, I'd tell anyone, you know, anyone can get a degree. You just got to apply yourself. Um, so I suppose there were big shifts from 17 onward. But I feel like for me, mostly it was a maturing, um, mostly it just took life. You know, I went and lived in another country where I failed every day because I didn't speak the language and it was do or die. You know, I think I don't know that we necessarily need someone uh, to teach us how to live a successful life. I think life can be that teacher. Um, And I think in my case, life keeps teaching me whether it was living in the foreign country or whether it was a failed marriage or whether and even saying failed I've learned so much about marriage and love and myself from that marriage it's so successful to me um that that concept of having a failed marriage just doesn't even make any sense um but then obviously having cancer getting MS like my body keeps reminding me you know like this is cool. These are challenges. You can rise to the challenge. You can do that. And, you know, you talked about your dad. So that reminds me of my dad. When my dad, well, when my mum and dad were pregnant with me, my dad had an accident. He's a truck driver. Um, He ended up losing most of his right hand and he was right-handed. And, um, so eight months pregnant with me, you know, he's in Melbourne at hospital, mum's driving up and back, um, you know, every weekend to see him. And he fell into quite a deep depression by the sound of things. Um, feeling a bit sorry for himself, maybe had a bit of a fixed mindset, maybe thought it's all over. Um, to the point where one of the nurses put him in a wheelchair. I don't know why, because he didn't hurt his legs. (laughs) But anyway, in the wheelchair, maybe this has just been added over the years of the storytelling, um, goes down to the paediatric ward to get a good dose of reality, (laughs) good Mm. dose of perspective, comes back up to his room and immediately asked for a rope, (laughs) to which the nurse responded by actually uh, getting the psychiatrist obviously did a risk assessment, but as it turned out, my dad wanted the rope so that he could practice from that point forward, tying his truck knots with his left hand over the railing of the curtain. And, you know, before I was even born, that was happening. And then, you know, I grew up with a dad who had to learn to do things with one hand and, you know, perhaps, well, probably not, but, you know, change nappies, feed babies, um, drive a truck, tie truck knots, write his name, you know. Um, And that when you grow up with that modelled for you, it is very easy to grow up believing that you can do anything. Um, And not that doing anything means I'm going to be the next Einstein, for sure, like I'm I'm realistic. Um, but there was never a doubt in my mind that I could leave home at 18 and move to Melbourne on my own. There was never a doubt that I could move to a foreign country and make it work. Um, there was never a doubt that I could go back to uni, um, 10 years after I didn't do so well in year 12, uh, and make a career out of something that I was passionate about. So I'm grateful for my dad and my mum. Um, but if I was to sort of describe how I live life in a way that feels successful to me, very similar to you. Um, and I, you know, I found this, my Angelou um, is just my goddess, but she, I found a quote uh, from her that says, success is liking yourself, liking what you do and liking how you do it. And so very much in line with what you said, 
you know, I think you called yours your calling. Mine is just my my compass, my value set. Um, I guess my moral compass. Um, and as long as I'm following that, and I'm operating in service of my family and my friends and my community, and I hope the world <laughs> to some degree. And as and if I can't, as long as I am not doing any harm, um, I feel like that is how I live life and feel like a success at the end. That's of it. so beautiful. I love your dad and I barely know him. I, <laughs> he's, you know, what an inspiration, what an absolute inspiration and what he probably will, wasn't even conscious of. He still how, wouldn't be. He wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, you never know. It might, he might surprise you, but it's, you know, I th- I would hunch that he would look at you and say, well, I helped. I helped Jody, you know, grow up to be the woman that she is. And maybe that's enough for him. Maybe that's all he needs to know. And yet with you doing what you do to be able to recognize that is like it's such an inspiring story I love it I think he's gorgeous and good on you for like being able to take that and live with that like believe it and not sabotage it and not go oh whatever you know but to actually embrace it and just keep keep going with it I think it's it's inspiring it's a really great a really great life story I love it well, don't don't be too romantic about there being no sabotaging. I've had my fair share of doing that. Oh, so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that probably was too romantic of me. I am a <laughs> romantic. I think what's obvious for me, and I know it is for you as well, is that success is subjective. It's a personal journey and it's possible for everyone and it looks different for everyone. And the way that you get there can be different for everyone. And when you look across the spectrum of successful people, um, religion, spirituality, um, mindset, they all have different methodologies to put into practice in order to reach what you consider to be success, to reach your goal, to reach your way of life. I would really love to hear from you about I know you've got these amazing questions and I think our listeners may even be wanting and willing to have some questions to maybe ponder and think about relative to where their mindset's at whether it's fixed whether it's growth just one really quick thing I wanted to mention that has stuck with me um, a lot recently is to contemplate these things when you're in a situation that is do you know why you're there in any given situation in your in your entire life, in a moment-to-moment situation, in a in a conversation or a thing at work, do you know why you're there? Are you then fulfilling that role? Are you doing the best you possibly can to make sure that you're fulfilling the role that you came to play in that given situation? And then thirdly, are you also being a gateway for others to experience and grow and move through and beyond because of your knowledge and wisdom and experience? They're just three things that I really like to contemplate in different scenarios. And I really want you to talk about your questions because I love them. I think they're amazing. Oh, they're not my questions. They're from Carol Dweck about, you know, when you're starting to contemplate um, what mindset you might be operating from. Um, But I love what you just said because I think it's so important for us all to be aware of what our why is or what our values are or what our compass is or what our calling is or whatever we want to call it because that's what gives our life meaning and purpose. And those three questions you just asked are really excellent for keeping us on our path because it's so easy we get so distracted and we veer off all the time and um and, so and just, really cool. just to go full circle without 
distracting from what you're going to say or that's what we had to do didn't we well I you know that your intention (laughs) it's true the intention behind everything is so important because it it ripples into the result really really quickly and I don't think we actually clarified our true intention until we had to go through what we went through after episode three and then we both realized in evaluating our strengths again our character strengths that we both had a love of learning and this was about sharing that so um so I think the most important thing when we're talking about fixed versus growth mindset is to realize that fixed mindsets aren't fixed (laughs) so even if you notice that different different points in life that you're coming from a bit of a fixed mindset that doesn't mean that you can't consciously then choose and behave in a way that moves you towards a growth mindset but if you're sitting there wondering am I do I have a fixed mindset do I have a growth mindset um these are four questions that Carol Dweck poses in her book which is simply called mindset and I think the second version version of it has the um subtitle the new psychology of success. So funnily enough, any wonder I read it. (laughs) So the first question is, uh, when do you feel smart? But I would also add then slash successful. Is it when you are flawless? The next question, what's your priority? Is it having loads of success and loads of validation in your life or is it having loads of challenge, challenges? And then I would add to that plus growth (laughs) because um, I think that makes challenge a lot more uh, palatable. Uh, The third one, what kind of relationships do you want in your life? This is a good question. Listen in. Do you want the ones that simply bolster your ego or do you want ones that challenge you to grow I feel sorry for anyone in my life because you just get the second one (laughs) whether you want it or not I think that was one of the growth points for our friendship letting go of that um, placation that we both would you know sort of we'd reach that that point where we knew each other well enough but we were still sort of holding each other on a pedestal and being polite and then this melting pot that we've put ourselves in called a podcast has all of the stuff is rising to the surface so fast you know in such a concentrated manner that we're we're having to lift and shift this stuff quicker than um than what we normally would have and when we recognize that and let that go then our relationship went to one that challenges both of us to grow and learn like yeah second part of the question it's very it's very cool that what our podcast set out to do is actually doing it for us (laughs) yeah how did we think how did we miss that that would be the case I don't know (laughs) I know I don't know how we did either but obviously our future selves knew and they're like haha you're in for a very big (laughs) ride just made me think of Bill and Ted (laughs) and then the last question that she poses is this what do you want to say to yourself on your deathbed do you want to be able to say I really explored myself or do you want to be able to say I succeeded at everything I attempted because I played it safe boom whoa my drop mic drop (laughs) so there's some questions just to gently ask yourself it's a really interesting topic but just remember that actually mindset is just just a group of thoughts yeah but it's a strong group of thoughts that can really influence our choices and our actions and our behaviors and so if you're operating in a way in your life that you do not feel is successful for you or it is no longer in line with your values or how you want to live your life then just know that there are resources out there if you need them um, 
and there there's the always the possibility for you to change that's such a perfect way to finish that there is the possibility for you to change and all you need to do is be willing Mm -hmm. I think willingness is such a key key point and mindset what I love about it is that it's really accessible it's really it's like a really good place to start Why not send all your constructive feedback to us via email at lifelabpetejode at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you hear yours. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram, so don't forget to give us a like and tell all of your friends all about us. Thank you for your patience. Um, We hope that you agree with us that it was worth the wait and we're so excited now to bring you the next episode in around about a month Um, and we'll once again carefully choose our topic Um, they seem to be evolving so beautifully and naturally on their own and um, we can't wait to have you all join us bye bye